Hi, this is Kanike and Alina, your personal supporters that are here to help you feel truly special. We are on a mission to help you understand your dynamic nature and appreciate your unique talents. By helping you balance your yin and yang energies within, we can foster healing in our global community, one woman at a time. If you want to explore the opportunity to work with us individually, please shoot us an email at herlifecompass at gmail.com. That is H-E-R-L-I-F-E-C-O-M-P-A-S-S at gmail.com. Hello everyone, this is Alina and we're excited to start off the year with a fresh perspective and in this episode we'd love to share our own best practices of setting goals and intentions for the upcoming 2023. Hello everyone, this is Kaneke and I am so excited to launch our first episode of 2023 and what a topic we chose. I know I'm really excited and it's probably a session that I need myself since I have not <laughs> set my goals for 2023 just yet. Some people, they don't need goals. They just move on and some people do. So we hope that you will have your own reflection opportunity about what works best for you. Yes. And on that topic, I've been reflecting a lot about approach to take for setting goals. And by doing some research, you can do a vision board, you can set your goals electronically. Some people like to journal. I have kind of found myself being a little stuck. So I was hoping we could maybe use this podcast as a coaching session where maybe you can walk me through some of your best practices or maybe frameworks that you like to share during your coaching sessions or you use for yourself to set sustainable goals that you can not only follow but also enjoy the process of achieving. I think the key word that stands out for me personally is enjoying. We set goals to enjoy the process of achieving those goals or enjoy the process of going through that experience towards those goals. So for me, I think when I set the goals for every year, I keep in mind what is it that I enjoy doing, first of all. I reflect what is it that I love doing last year and how can I amplify that in this new year? How can I make it bigger so I enjoy more of that? I also look at uh, what brings me closer towards the purpose that I have in this life or the vision that I want to have. And if I think of myself and my natural strength and what I'm here for, I genuinely think that I bring a lot of positivity. I'm so modest. (laughs) (laughs) And I like to make people feel special individually. When I think of my goals, I really want to translate it into specific goals in this year where I could make more people feel special and where I can bring more positive difference. Oh, I love that. And I think it's so aligned. And your crystalline clarity of who you are and your passions and your vision is not only empowering and inspiring, but it's also very admirable because not a lot of people are very aligned with their inner purpose, as you mentioned. And because of that, they may tend to set goals based on societal expectations Mm -hmm. or maybe some sort of social programming or limiting beliefs that they had imposed on them either by their parents, their colleagues or their friends or whatever. And it's become so harder to filter and refine your goals truly based on your purpose. And so for me, I think one of the struggles that I'm facing right now 
is I want to do everything all at, <laughs> all at the same time. Because as you know, my human design is manifesting generator and my Clifton strength is futuristic ideation activator and strategic. So I'm constantly thinking about things and then I want to jump on them. At this point of my life, as you know, I'm undergoing so many changes. I'm already studying yoga and all of those things. But for me, this new year kind of brings a new fresh energy. And usually when the new year starts, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I want to launch something. I want to start something new. I want to set more goals. But I also want to make sure that they're not only realistic, but they are keyword sustainable in a sense mm. that those are the goals that I will not follow and burn out eventually. Mm. I don't want to set goals that will lead me to burnout. I want to set goals that I actually enjoy doing and that in turn become a source of ritual, a part of me. Mm. And I think going back to purpose, although I am kind of clear with what I like to do, what my passion is, I'm still at this stage of my life, I think refining my purpose and my passion, mm. as I was just mentioning earlier. I think it just shows with all of the things that I want to do. So I guess what I'm curious about is what is your approach with one, maybe reconnecting to your purpose and two, setting goals that are aligned with it. Do you have a strategy or a formula or maybe a framework that you like to follow that helps you stay not only focused, but also aligned? The starting point is definitely understanding yourself better. So self-assessment is key. And whether it's self-assessment around your strength, understanding of your weaknesses and your approach, whether you choose to focus on your strengths and amplify it. The approach I take is always, once you know your strengths, build on those strengths, convert it into the goals that are associated with those strengths. And when it is in line with that, you will feel the difference at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, that your time was not wasted. Alina, maybe a question to you. If you think of yourself, you're celebrating your 90th birthday, happy, and it's a big celebration that we're all celebrating together with you. Tell me, how can you see the whole picture of it? Where is it happening? How many people are there? Well, that's a very loaded question. But I think if I were to picture or visualize my 90th birthday, let's mm -hmm. hope I live up to 90. That will be that will be a celebration <laughs> on in itself. But if I were to visualize the room, I'm probably surrounded by my family, by my children, by my grandkids, by my friends, everyone that's closest to me, a very small, intimate circle and intimate I think it's relative right so I could see relatives grandchildren an intimate atmosphere where I get to share a special moment and I'm fully immersed in that present moment I am grateful I have a sense of peace and calm and I have that feeling that everything is just right so I have this sense of pure bliss and I think in that moment of 90th birthday I would be hoping to be extremely satisfied and fulfilled mm -hmm. with my own self, being grateful for my kids and just excited and in awe of my grandkids. Now that you're walking past the tables of people that are close to you, that care about you, you can hear them talking about you because it's your evening. The focus is on you. People are talking about you. People are wishing you. So you're passing by the tables and you hear them talking. What is it that you're hearing? I'm probably probably hearing kind words, words of love and gratitude. If I could maybe list some of the characteristic words, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would hear maybe words wise, wise sage, loving, nurturing, someone that kind of the oracle of the family, the guiding light that has been guiding throughout the family, wise, 
kind, loving, nurturing. But I think mm. wise is a word that keeps coming for me. Why? What's your golden why? Like Simon Sinek, he always talks about your golden why. So what's the compass for you? I think for me, the compass for me for being wise and being an oracle is seeing life from a much larger perspective of what I am in immersed right now. So being able to guide my children, my grandkids, but also allow them the freedom to explore. Being that oracle that helps them realize their potential, but without telling them what to do. Also a healer, like a wise healer. And I think the why is because deep down, that is something that I perhaps identify as at this stage of my life. Or maybe that's something that reoccurs in conversations when I hear back from my friends or my intimate you know, family, oh, you're so wise, you're wise beyond your ears. So maybe that's something that has either been put into my uh, mind and something that I uh, strive to identify more. I could see that coming up in my strength report as futuristic, strategic, mm. because I think wise is someone that is not only listens to their intuition, but also is able to marry their intuition and their logic, use both to live a sustainable life seeing things ahead of time and being able to not only predict but build a life and craft a life in a way that makes sense for them but with a sense of surrender in the present moment and gratitude the way you describe your 90th celebration it's all in the circle of very close friends it's all about the depth of relationship the care the love the wisdom it's all about that aspect if i ask this question even our listeners people might say i see i'm famous people are talking about my achievements breakthrough and yours was pure human relationship and the depth and meaningfulness of that. What does it mean to you today? How can you get closer to that state now? What kind of steps can you take now and convert it into specific actions? If I were to think of some action steps that I could take right now is cultivating and investing in quality relationships that feed off that energy of gratitude. And it's the sense that I get when I'm with my family right now, with my mother, with my siblings is just close in-depth relationships. That's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. But if I were to think of other things, aside from achievements, I do want to achieve, but maybe it's not on the same priority, right? On the 90, exactly. on the ni at 90, I don't really probably care much <laughs> about it. I just want to be with my loved ones at that point, which is kind of harder. It's a very hard question because coming back to my sense now, I'm like, okay, I have to do all of these things to get to a point where I'm at 90. I guess the way that I see it would be in order for me to feel like I'm wise enough and I'm an oracle, I do have to achieve certain milestones in my life where I'm able to build myself up enough to be that good parent, to become the, kind of the parent that I have for my inner child now. So become the parent of my own dreams, whatever that means. And I know no one's perfect. Cultivating quality relationships, accepting people just as they are, loving, also being happy with my own self, which translates into to probably accomplishing certain things that would make me feel like I am wise. So mm -hmm. kind of quantifiable results behind those as well. I think as a way to translate it to this moment is in order for me to be a good parent, I have to embody certain elements, be proud of my kids or raise great kids and children. I have to be the example of the principles mm -hmm. and the values that I want to embody myself. I don't want to just for them to portray me as wise. I want to actually feel as though 
though I've done my best work. And I think by work, I mean inner work. That I've worked on my triggers. I've worked on myself. I've achieved. I'm self-fulfilled. I have harmony within me. Where whether it may be accomplishments or whatever. Again, it's depending on the priorities. At that moment in my life, that probably won't be my priority. But working on myself right now, striving for the best version of myself so that I can embody those same principles and become the parent and the grandparent of my dreams. Thank you, Alina. How about if we dive it further deeper, I would ask you to think about specific practical actions that you can take to get closer to that broader goals. At this stage of my life. So yeah. practical terms would be gaining wisdom, which would be one, completing my yoga teacher training. That's number one, because I think right. it al aligns my mind, body, soul. And that's a number one step, being able to listen to my own body, integrating my mind with my soul. That's something that I always strive to be in order to live an unapologetic life. Because I think when you truly live unapologetically, you're able to be fully present in the moment. And every decision that you make, you make with a clear intention and an inner knowing of why you're making that decision. A practical step would be completing that. Two would probably be learning either a new skill or getting outside of my comfort zone. So I think that every time I get out of my comfort zone, I grow, uh, whether emotionally, physically, psychologically, physiologically, whether it be a workout. So perhaps learning a new skill, obtaining a lesson, this could either be either gaining a certification uh, in addition to the yoga or studying on my own, whether it be going on YouTube, taking you know, Skillshare, something that I don't know about, that would be that. Another practical action step that I want to take is, for example, with the podcasting in the past year, I've enjoyed this was the highlight. And the last year, I set a goal to branch out out of my nine to five and do something of my own creativity. Mm -hmm. And this was the most challenging but rewarding step that I've taken last year where I've never done anything but just work and immerse myself in my nine to five in my corporate world, which I'm very proud of and I like, but I definitely wanted to let my creativity shine and kind of build on my strength. Last year, we've got great statistics. We've have listeners and almost 63 countries. Our podcast is in top 15 most shared. The metrics prove that we're doing great with the podcasting. And honestly, it was never a goal to accomplish something, achieve something. It was mostly enjoying the journey, enjoying the process and sharing it. And then if there's one person that took something away from it, I'm really satisfied, which means that I'm living aligned with my passion. Because for me, passion is something that you actually enjoy doing without the thought of what comes out of it. Of course, results matter. Matter, but not as much as you enjoy the journey. So this year, I decided that this is something that brought me the most joy. I want to not only keep doing it, but expand on it, grow more uh -huh. on it. So maybe cool. adding an element to it, maybe adding a video aspect to it, maybe learning to upload it on YouTube, maybe obtaining more listeners, which means that increasing your reach, whether on YouTube, whether on Instagram, I haven't figured that out yet. And I would say that that's <laughs> not my best strength. I kind of see it, but I do struggle with the detailed how, mm. but I've learned to not be hard on myself. I just do what do best. And another thing I want to do is maybe launching something within the podcasting. So I have the podcasting and now I want to create another element. My goal is to eventually get into coaching like you. You're someone that inspires me and empowers me and I look up to you in so many ways. But I think for me is to refining my mission. Mm. So I have a vision and I kind of am aligned with my purpose. Now I need to work on my mission. What is it that I can actually share? Like maybe recording a class or a digital course of some sort that can 
either one, help me learn a new skill. In that process of just recording a course that I've never done before, I will learn a very valuable skill, which is public speaking on a different level with a video. Two, I'll learn a technical skill of editing and uploading it. And three, translating my knowledge into practical applications. But the what to teach, what is the skill that I want to share is what I'm working on because I think that's where it gets a little bit challenging is translating your why, your what into your how. What is your mm. approach? What is my method? There's tons of courses. What is one thing that is most authentic to me? Because I don't want to create a course just for the Love sake that. of creating a course. I don't want to create a course that I'm not passionate about because it'll feel like I'm forcing it. I want something to be easy. And my, my favorite mantra is let it be easy because when it's easy, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is not challenging. It just means that, for example, with the podcasting, it was not easy to learn it, but it's easy now because it's truly, truly enjoyable for me. Oh, I love that. What represents you in the most authentic way? So maybe the question I want to ask to all of our listeners, if you think of 2022, what is one thing that you enjoy doing the most that gave you an uplift of energy, emotionally, psychologically, physiologically, that truly represent your authentic self whilst going through that experience or activity or journey? And how can you amplify that in 2023 through expanding that goal into more practical action steps that you can take? I love it because I think we may fall in the traps of what's in the trend, what's the society expects of you, what are the parents' expectations or friends or family. It's so important to stay true to self, to understand your worth, to understand what's unique about you, to be in line with your values, to be in line with your vision or mission, whatever you have it in your head, and just get closer to that. Just because it appears to be easy, it doesn't mean it's not challenging. And it's easy because you're in the flow. You're enjoying the process and you don't see it as a waste of time. You see it like you are immersing into that wonderful experience that you don't want to end and you want to continue doing it more and more. And that's the way I think about it is comes to investing. The best practical tip you'll see on the internet, invest in the companies that you actually believe in. And I think that philosophy can also apply to investing your time and your energy in the things that you actually enjoy, because then you're in the process of it, you're generating more energy, income or abundance or whatever that is. So it is an investment as opposed to depletion. When you're doing something that depletes you of your energy, when you're doing something that you're either forcing, that you're not passionate about, that is not aligned with who you are truly here, underlying all the programming, all the conditioning that been programmed and connecting to that is very challenging. It takes a lot of work. I'm still, it's the second week of January and I'm <laughs> a little voice in my head is like, should have set these goals in December. You should have had the goals in January. But again, it's still a belief that you have to have your goals in January. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like who who set that goal? Like who exactly. said it? Like who says, now I'm still in the process of finding and finalizing that a voice inside of me because if I do want to invest my precious time and my energy, I want to make sure that it's doing something I love. And mm. I think the why is the most important, obviously. The how is also important. The what for me is I'm someone that can change their mind. And mm. I used to be ashamed 
ashamed of it if I'm doing multiple things all at once and someone would say you should just stick to one thing doing it or like follow things through or whatever but I've learned to just let myself be in a sense that I follow my inspiration and so as long as I know my why the what doesn't really matter I can change it throughout the year I can either change a course it doesn't have to be on necessarily this one thing it could be different things as long as it's aligned with who I am I think that's what's been coming up for me I was journaling about it yesterday I was thinking Alina you have to refine and you have to focus on top three priorities and then I said but why like why am I limiting myself you see what I'm doing like why am I limiting my own self oh you have to do things a certain way I'm trying to break out of that but also be practical and realistic about it so having that approach of 2080 what is the 20 percent of activities that bring the most results and before we finish i wanted to bring forward gallops four domains that would help our listeners to reflect about what represents them in the most authentic way and gallops aggregated into four domains of executing influencing relationship building and strategic thinking and the people who've got most of the talents in executing they love to set goals goals for the day goals for the week goals for the month goals for the year and the moment they scratch it off and they complete it it gives them my time is not wasted they are motivated it gives them sense of accomplishment productivity and it boosts them to move forward if you belong to that category maybe you have to set up goals for yourself for this year every day that you scratch it off and do it on the opposite side like strategic thinking people that's me These are the people who need to have time for themselves. So please make sure you allocate time for yourself in the morning or in the evening or during lunchtime to reflect, to strategize, to think on your own, to journal things, to write things, to draw things, whatever works best for you. And living in this world, they are in a very operational, high, fast-paced environment where they have to work, 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 work and get the job done. That's more towards people who are in the executing domain. But strategic thinking, they need to get themselves out of that operational routine and have the time with themselves have that 30 minutes, 15 minutes and just reflect like, oh, that's why it worked. Oh, that's what it worked. And ideate, come up with ideas, solutions, connect A to B and C. And that's where you're at your best in terms of the energy. Influencing people, they are the people who need audience. An audience, it could be one person where they just bounce off the ideas, where they think as they speak. So they have to express themselves out loud. And what it means to them is to have an opportunity and incorporate in your daily routines or weekly routines an opportunity to bounce off ideas with people around you because the moment they speak they can actually come up with new and new ideas and then relationship building it relates to what we've discussed earlier Alina it's connecting back to people that matter in your life they have that depth of connections with maybe best friends or family members maybe it's something that they should do more of this year regularly message to people that matter in your life just let them know that you're happy that you have them or celebrate something or send them flowers with no occasions or do something that would bring smiles on their faces because when they're happy you are happy and again we're talking about four different areas and domains but i want the listeners to reflect what represents them in the most authentic way and how can they convert it into the actions or steps or goals for 2023 to make it more frequent and i love that and if you don't have access to gallup's strength report you could just pay attention to your patterns of behavior are you someone that physically needs to set goals in order to feel satisfied every day like do you truly enjoy it or do you do it because everybody's doing it right so I think it's a difference between listening to your intuition and listening to a program 
programming and being able to separate the two? Or are you someone that just tends to need that time alone just to reflect the journal? These are the people that I identify with. I need some time to journal. I need to decompress. Although I'm extroverted, I do need to, after each activity, I need to just sit down with my thoughts. And, you know, with relationship building, my second domain is relationship building. And I've always been confused with influencing and relationship building. I do love networking. I do love socializing, but they're not as rewarding mm-hmm. as sitting down with a quality person and having a conversation for two or three hours. Like maybe that's why I enjoy these podcasts because I enjoy this time spent <laughs> with you. And then I, I can kind of broadcast it in a podcast. So it works perfectly for me as opposed to being in a physical environment and bouncing. I, I love it, but only for like a limited time. <laughs> and if you're someone that influencing, which is kind of you said, right? It's talking out loud, collaborating, networking, sitting in a, a room where you just brainstorm, you do all these whiteboards. This is something that infuses you. It's important to also follow your light despite what your conditioning or what your social programming tells you to because when you are most aligned with your inner domain or your inner, I would say, framework that works best for you, you're most fulfilled and you're happy. And when we're happy, we're more energized and we're more productive because we're only productive when we feel like it's we're in the flow. We are being true self. I think that's it for today, Alina. We hope the questions we raise provoke you to reflect about who you truly are and how you can convert it into goals or actions or activities or journeys in this year that would represent you. Perfect. I love that. Here's to making new changes and expanding on our podcast. And if you're listening and if you enjoy it, please feel free to leave us a review or write any questions. I think Spotify has that option now. So we'd love to engage and see what you think of this new format. That's all for today. My name is Kaneki Omorova. And my name is Alina. Till next time.